This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Age of Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. This is a very special episode because I am actually in the same room with Joanna for the first time in like a year. Yeah, it's been almost, it's probably been about 10 months. Yeah, so quite some time. She's here visiting uh, the state of her home, I guess. Yeah, home and, state, uh, getting, hometown. Getting one of the kids off to college and uh, selling the other kids on the black market. Yeah, hoping to get a good price for them. I hope so. Otherwise, it's not worth the drive. Yeah, well, I mean, this inflation's got to be good for something. Hopefully, Ooh, hopefully, yeah. the price of children has also gone up exponentially. I certainly hope so. Not just gas and groceries, <laughs> right? Because that just seems unfair. Yeah, and I need to cover like the the cost difference. I mean, I'm paying the cash and yeah. cash and groceries mm-hmm. that you spend on those damn freeloaders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, hoping to to fetch a good price for them. No, it's back. It's a, it's like one of our it's our super special sleepover episode again. Yeah, was, yeah. I think that was what we did last time yeah. too, right before you left because you were staying over at our our house. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great place to stay. Indeed. I thank you for the hospitality and also for all the uh, help with the car issues. Yeah, it was quite a uh, fiasco. Fortunately, oh, not until was, you got into town. Oh yeah. Well, you know, at, soon after I left town. You know, like, I don't know, maybe five hours or so. Um, It takes a long time to drive across the state of Kansas, but shortly after crossing the border during a huge rainstorm, the top of my hard shell car top thing blew off in a storm. And luckily, I did not lose all the contents that were inside the case. They just stayed right where they were, and another motorist alerted me. To the fact that I no longer had a roof on my rooftop carrier. And hopefully when it flew off, there was no one right behind you. Oh my gosh. I am like still, I really need to write like an angry, like an angry email to that company and be like, dude, you could have caused like a major fucking accident. Yeah, no shit. You should. You should be like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Your top came off of my car. 
Yes, and I could have lost a lot more than just the top of the damn thing in one um, empty bag. Fortunately, everything else, the suitcases and such, were there, but that Heavy was a fiasco. that it stayed, yeah. Yeah, that was a fiasco, and I thought, oh, this is my this is my bad luck for the trip. This is my one incident, like, where, you know, oh, hey. Like, oh, that's shitty. Hopefully yeah. that's the only shitty thing. Yeah, but no, I was not the even Three days later. <laughs> three days later, and another, you know... 1,200, 1,300 miles later, my car, the alternator, just uh, took a giant shit. And uh, fortunately, I broke down very close to Nate's house. Like eight miles from my house. Yes, so it was close enough. I mean, it sucked, but it it could have sucked so much worse in some other spot. The car dealership, when I went and picked up my car today... um, at the repair place, the guy was, like, amazed that it made it as far as it did. Wow. Because I told him, like, everything started going wonky, like, 10 miles before we got to Snoqualmie Pass. And he was like, you are a lucky motherfucker. Yeah, because it made it, like, another, like, 70 miles almost before totally dying. He's like, those Toyotas, they'll just, you know... (laughs) They're like an Energizer battery. Yeah, they're great cars. Or an he Energizer was shocked. Bunny. He was shocked that it made it all the way down the pass, all the way the rest of I ninety up to through Bellevue, Redmond, and then finally where it where it ended up where it taking ended a up shit on taking a shit. But you're here and I'm your here, car is fixed. It's fixed, and uh, we're recording. We are. We're and bringing so... another great episode your way, and hope that you enjoy it. Uh, this time, I will be. Pretty much just reading a couple articles because they write better than me. Uh, one is another is an archaeology article, and the other one is a so-called occult killing that happened in the UK. Oh wow! And I have a fun little uh, weird camping story that I found on the internet. I wanted to do something like horror themed like i've been watching that show the fear street 1994 and they have a whole like summer camp massacre and i mean there's tons of horror movies involving summer camp and i'm like let's go find some true crime and let me tell you i did find some but oh my gosh it was like depressing as fuck and i just was like i can't i can't talk about this and I can't be that much of an asshole that I, like, crack jokes about it because it's, there are some really fucked up stories out there. Just just feel free to Google it for yourself if you'd like to read about some of them. But I'm like, this isn't cool, kids getting killed at summer camp. So you chose a slightly less horrific one. I did choose a slightly less horrific one. And now that I'm out of my house temporarily, I thought I, I might tell you guys about some of the weird experiences I have had in my home in Kansas. Because I don't really like talking about it when I'm, like, actually in the house. Because weird stuff happens when you discuss it. There. Yeah, that's that's true. Or it, weird stuff can happen when you discuss it. Yes. Well, let's start out with the archaeology story. So this is a story called Bronze Age Infinity Pool Hosted Supernatural Water Rituals, Archaeologists Say. It is by Tom Metcalf and is on LiveScience.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. 
Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. A mysterious wooden structure built in Italy more than 3,000 years ago may have been a Bronze Age, quote unquote, infinity pool that reflected the sky during religious rituals to give onlookers the impression they were looking into another realm, according to new research. One of the authors of the new study has even likened the pool to England's famous Stonehenge monument, which also symbolically may have led people into another world. The pool-like structure was built sometime between 1436 BCE and 1428 BCE, so some time ago. A time of great cultural change in the region, which reinforces the idea that was established for new ritual purposes, says Sturt Manning, an archaeologist at Cornell University in New York, and one of the authors of the new paper describing the research. Quote, As you have come up to this thing, as soon as you'd been able to start to see the surface, you would have seen effectively the edge of the land around the sky, unquote, Manning told Live Science. Quote, and as you get close to it, then you would have to just have been looking at the reflected sky. So you'd have, in a sense, entered another world, unquote. Today's infinity pools are similar in their reflective beauty. So basically, it's just a pool of water that when you come up on, it's just clear, and you can see the night sky perfectly reflected as if it's an actual mirror. Italian archaeologists discovered the structure in 2004 near the town of Noceto, just west of Parma in Italy's northern Po Valley region. They call it Vasca, Vovi Vasca Votiva, Italian for votive or sacred tank. The archaeologists noted that the pit was roughly 40 feet 12 meters long, 23 feet 7 meters wide, and more than 10 feet 3 meters deep. It had been excavated on a small hilltop and then lined with wooden poles, planks, and beams. Most of them were oak, but some were elm or walnut. Layers of sediment showed that the structure had once contained water, although no channels to distribute water led away from it, and it seemed much too elaborate to have just been a reservoir for irrigation, Manning said. Previous research of ceremonial pots and wooden figurines found inside had revealed that the structure was built in the Bronze Age, probably between 1600 BCE and 1300 BCE, but its exact age couldn't be verified, and its purpose has been a mystery. The new study resolves some of that uncertainty. So the ancient timbers. Manning is a specialist of dendrochronology, the science of dating ancient wood. Sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah. And he and his team joined the project with the hope that determining the age of the timbers used to line the Vasca Votiva could accurately reveal when it was built. It's a difficult task. Wood rots quickly when it's exposed to oxygen, and the record of dates for the growth of trees in ancient times often depends on rare finds of logs and layers of sediment between ancient rivers and bogs, Manning said. The team studied the growth rings from the timbers and measured each ring's levels of radioactive carbon-14, which is a naturally occurring fraction of the carbon that the trees absorbed while they were alive. The trees stopped absorbing carbon when they were cut down, and so the levels of carbon-14 that remain can be used to date when that happens. Then the team calculated when the timbers were harvested using wiggle matching, in which they compare the patterns of carbon-14 absorption, the wiggles, with the distinctive patterns from trees that grew elsewhere in northern Europe at different times. So pretty much they're just taking all of the knowledge they have of trees from way back in the day and using all of that to try and figure out when the hell these trees were cut down. 
Wow, that sounds fascinating. True death. The dominant society in the region at this time, the Bronze Age Terramare culture, was transitioning from a simpler period of individual small farms to a period of greater social complexity, with the development of larger settlements that became cultural centers and increased use of plowing and irrigation for farmland, the researchers wrote. The Reflecting Waters The new dates reinforced the idea that the mysterious structure at Noketo was built for a new ritual and religious purposes established in the area, Manning said. No sign that the tank had ever been used as a simple reservoir for irrigation, and it was much too elaborately built. Also, the ceremonial pots and figurines found inside show it was used for ritual offerings, he said. As well, a great deal of labor would have been needed to complete the elaborate Vasco Votiva, and the excavations have shown that it was the second such structure at the same hilltop site. The first was even larger, and started about ten years before the later structure, but discarded tools and wood shavings suggest that it had collapsed as it was being built, so the latest tank was built over it, he said. So pretty much they fucked up the first one, and just tried again. Successfully, apparently. A few similar ceremonial waters have been found elsewhere in the ancient world, such as the lustral basins found at the Minoan sites on Crete that date back to at least the 15th century BCE, although those were smaller and typically made of clay and stone. But nothing like this infinity pool has been found in, in northern Europe. To our knowledge, it's unique in the area, Manning said. He likened the Vasco Votiva to the Neolithic Stonehenge monument in southern England, although Stonehenge is on a much larger scale. Quote, You have these avenues leading to a particular ceremonial place. You're sort of leaving one world, and you're part of and creating an impression that you've moved and joined another one, unquote, he said. Quote, It was like an infinity pool, in a sense, because it was at the top of a hill. If you were standing near it, looking into it, you would have seen through the water and seen some of the pots and other objects that had been carefully deposited into it, unquote, Manning said. Quote, but you would also be very much looking at the sky and the clouds above you. It's hard not to think that this might have to do with rainfall and things like that. Unquote. The introduction of whatever supernatural water rituals took place at Vasca Votiva in ancient times seemed to have been an attempt to gain favor with the deities responsible for water and rainfall, elements that would have been vital to early farming communities, he said. Quote, if it was just for irrigation or something, then fine. But it doesn't seem to work for that, unquote, Manning said. Quote, it's more about some group activity that they think is going to be beneficial or that the gods are going to be pleased that they have done this, unquote. So that's a, a pretty wild thing. I'd like to see something like that. Can you imagine it's nighttime and you're walking up with like torches with all your old time, old, like your old school occult? Or, uh, ceremonial. Yeah, your ceremonial homies, and you're just walking up, and you are, you're going up on this hill, and so you're leaving all the foliage and shit behind, and you just get to this mirrored water, basically. And as you get closer to it, you see more and more of the night sky or the day sky, just the sky. You see all the shit that's in the sky. And then once you're right on it, that's all you can see. You're just looking down into this pool, and all you can see is just, the sky, except for small pots and all these ceremonial figurines that have been placed down at the very bottom of this thing, and you're just like catching glimpses of those while you're looking at the sky. 
I can see how it'd be a really powerful thing, especially for ancient humans. But even now, I think it would be it would be a beautiful sight, at least. Definitely a beautiful sight. I'd immediately want to skinny dip in it because that's just how I am. But you, you would know. just ruin the ceremony with your I would, skin. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would just rove right there and dive right into that pool. Be like, come on, splash. Unfortunately, now there's no water in it. So if you tried to go skinny dipping in it, you would just be. I would just be like bloody jumping, and broken, yeah, naked on the bottom like of a pit. Jumping into a big pit naked. That that sounds unfortunate. That doesn't seem like that would be a good time. But it uh, implies or infers, I'm not sure which one, that they have some of these pools these days. And I'm sure they're not really used for supernatural water rituals or anything, but they're probably just places for people to go and look at. Water can be very soothing, even if you don't get to swim naked in it. That's true. I enjoy kayaking quite a bit. I like floating on water. I think it's cool. I live in a good place for it because we got lakes aplenty. I like fountains and stuff like that, too. Like the sounds of like running water and... Yes. The, the little noises that fountains make. Yeah, yeah. We have a cat fountain for uh, that the cats drink out of. I noticed it. I I heard the little like uh, water sounds. Gurgling. Yeah, the gurgling sounds. And I was like, oh, look, it's a little kitty fountain. It works pretty well. You know, it's quiet until Persephone gets to it because she doesn't drink like a regular cat. She sticks her little paw in there and then scoops water into her mouth or just like slurps it off her hand fur. So it's uh, messy. Yes. It's great. We used to have a water dish for her in our room for when she slept in our room. But she also likes to stand on my chest at certain times of the night and get pets. So it was very unpleasant to have her cold, wet paws <laughs> splashing around on my chest at night. And I'm always like a little sus when my cat jumps on me and has wet paws. It's like, what have you been doing? Well, in her case, she's been playing in the just fucking water. Playing in the water. But it's like, did you just pee? And like, is it wet from like? peed on cat litter that you just oh no i doubt around. that because as they walk out of the cat litter it gets the litter on their paws and yeah that comes off so it wouldn't be wet you just have sand on you right well i don't know what it is when my cats because we don't have a like a water fountain thing so i don't Everyone's know why they get in the sink like get on and there's some wet paws and maybe they get in the sink maybe i mean my one the toilet my cat mellow well mellow doesn't drink out of the toilet but lila will she's the one She'll drink out of the toilet or out of a cup. You have to fill up her special water cup. She will not drink water out of a fucking bowl. What a goof. Yeah. She just, it was from all the time spent living at my parents' house. And my dad always left like all these uh, half drunk glasses of water everywhere. And so after we like domesticated her, because she came to us from the woods. Yeah. Uh, she just started drinking out of all my dad's like water glasses and she like won't not now. She has to have her little like That's special ridiculous. glass full of water. She won't drink out of a bowl, but she will drink out of the toilet. If her glass, the water level gets too low in the glass, she'll go and drink out of the toilet. But there's a water bowl like literally right next to the glass and she won't touch it. That's really funny. Yeah. Maybe she just hates Mellow and she's like, no, I'm not going to share that shit with that motherfucker. Mm, maybe, but she's just always been that way. We always had to have her glass of water. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. And if the sink, like, if you forget to turn the sink off all the way and it's dripping, she'll still suck it out of the sink. The, That's pretty the cute, faucet. though. Yeah. But yeah, she will not drink water out of a bowl. It's just like, nah. 
It's just not for her. She thinks she's a people. Yep, that's for peasants. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you give us one of your stories, Joanna? All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this came off of uh, www.factinate.com. It was a, a whole list of uh, creepy experiences that uh, people had while camping or in the woods. And this particular story was submitted by WDH662. I'm just going to read it verbatim. So the creepiest experience was camping with my best friend. We were in a semi-remote camping area. Drivable usually to get to it, but definitely only with a 4x4. It was a semi-maintained camping area. There were a couple of fire pits, a few rotten picnic tables, and a run-down outhouse. Parks checked this place once a year or so. Oh. So we get there and start setting up when my buddy wanders over to the outhouse and opens the door. He stands there for a second or two, closes the door, and goes to the second one. He goes in and comes out a few minutes later. He comes back to me and says, go check out that first one. I assume someone defecated on the floor or an animal got stuck in there and died or something. It was even weirder. Three full backpacks, and I am talking big bags, like the bag that I have, uh, which is the size I use for week-long trips. So we are nosy, and we open them up. Two are full of good quality gear, nothing unusual. But the third, the third is full of Skittles, bulk bags, small bags, regular bags, tropical, sour, every flavor and size of bag you can imagine, just full of freaking Skittles. We camped for four days, never saw a soul. Bags still there when we left. Who left all that gear? Why did one person pack 80 liters of Skittles? Don't know, but it was weird. That is quite strange. That is so weird. Maybe Bigfoot likes Skittles? I mean, like, why would you pack a whole giant bag full of Skittles and then know. just leave it in an outhouse and then two full bags of gear as well? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty weird. I mean, I can imagine being like, all right, let's dish the fucking Skittles, but right. the bag's full of, like, decent gear. I mean, camping gear is expensive. Oh, yeah, it's a recreational thing, so they don't... They're not going to give you a deal on it. No. That's, you know, I have not gone to that many super remote places. I did go to this place called Brown Creek once. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty remote. I had to go about 15 miles down this dirt road, and I was in a Prius at the time. Yeah. So that was a little scary because I was like, if this Prius gets stuck, yeah. we're fucked. But we managed, and we, we managed it just fine, and it was, it was a little creepy. Like, the yeah. one thing that made me less on edge was that there were people there with children right and normally i'm like eh, children but people with like small kids it's usually kind of safe you know they're usually right. not 
psychopaths or something. But it was mm-hmm. it was deep. We had no cell phone. It was in the rainforest. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was rainy at first and it was it was something else. It was it was a little being out that deep. There's I mean, no lights. Oh no, no. No traffic sounds. I mean a lot of the state parks you go to you're the last one we went to is like almost literally directly off of I ninety. So we could mm-hmm. hear the traffic all the time. But here you you heard nothing. Yeah. And I was like, man, we're gonna run into a bear or a cougar or fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, I I mean we've gone with my some of my friends we've we've gone pretty deep and far out there, but then it's it's always fine because yeah, there's always a group of us. Yeah, and I'll tell I used to tell my coworkers before a trip like, oh yeah, we're gonna go camping way out here, and they're always like, oh watch out for bears. I'm like, trust me, there's so many people making noise. Oh yeah, and they all I mean I don't personally have a dog, but like all my camping friends have dogs, and they, and they all bring their dogs, too. and they have they have dogs, they have guns, but just the dogs themselves are enough to like they're it's like dude, nothing is gonna come and fuck with this campsite. Yeah, like, usually. Yeah, I mean not a cougar would. Cougar will take a dog, but, you know, you should definitely, if you go out into the woods alone and deep like that, have a firearm with you. Mm-hmm. If not to take care of any of the animals, like, if you run into the errant human out there, that's not always the best. Right. Humans are more scary than any animal. Right. Yeah, there are several stories of run-ins with, like, weirdos out in the woods. But uh, this this one just kind of caught my attention because, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck is up with the bag of Skittles? What yeah. the fuck? I mean, you leave Taste three... the rainbow, Joanna. Yeah, that's, that's what the story was called, was Taste the Rainbow. <laughs> they heard the story. It's funny. Taste the rainbow. But yeah, I mean, who the fuck ditches two, like, all that camping gear and the giant backpack full of Skittles? Why the giant backpack full of Skittles in the first place? What yeah, was the, what purpose was that serving? That's pretty strange. And then why would anybody leave all of them in a, na- in a nasty rundown outhouse? Yeah, seriously. Which I'm assuming was just, like, a couple of the ones we went to. It's like, yeah, they're not maintained at all. It's just like a vault toilet. Oh, right. Do you mean just like a hole in the ground, basically? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a hole in the ground. Yeah, that's basically how Brown Creek was. There was mm-hmm. I mean, there was a metal toilet over the top of it, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call a vault toilet, where it's just like a, like a metal seat, and then underneath is just a giant fucking hole. A hole with a lot of shit in it. A whole lot of shit in it. A whole lot of shit. Nasty. Well, let's get into uh, my next story here. All right. This one was by Matt Drake. I found it on independent.co.uk. It is entitled Occult Killings, Man Arrested Over Satanic Sheep Deaths in New Forest. A Winchester man has been arrested in connection to several occult sheep killings in Hampshire. This is in the UK, so it's not New Hampshire. It's the original Hampshire. Police have been investigating after a number of farm animals were killed since November. Some were found with satanic symbols painted on them. In this particular case, they have like an upside down cross, which, by the way, is the cross of St. Peter, and there's nothing satanic about it. And then there is a pentagram on it as well. Or actually, in this case, it's just a fucking star. So, you know... I feel like maybe they're jumping to conclusions a little bit on that. Yeah, well, you know, people associate Satanists with upside-down crosses and stars. Yes. 
The 41-year-old had been arrested on suspicion of six counts of criminal damage. A Hampshire police spokesman said, quote, Officers investigating a number of sheep deaths in the New Forest have today arrested a man. A 41-year-old man from Winchester has been arrested on suspicion of six counts of criminal damage. They relate to the deaths of sheep in Witten, Wittensford Lane and Coolake Lane, Cadnam and Penrod Bramshaw. He remains in custody at this time, unquote. It comes after reports of three more sheep deaths in the New Forest just days ago. This article was released on Saturday, January 25th of 2020. So this time, this point has been some time ago. The dead animals were found between the 16th and 20th of January. Two of the sheep had suffered puncture wounds. The deaths followed the discovery of a ewe female sheep in Culake Lane, Cadnam, on January 2nd, which had been stabbed to death and a cross made of hay, along with a broken pitchfork, were placed next to it. Wendy Moggin, owner of Culake Farm, told the Southern Daily Echo, quote, I'm extremely saddened that we seem to live in a society where someone gets pleasure by attacking and stabbing to death innocent, non-aggressive animals, unquote. A sheep and two cows were also attacked, as well as satanic symbols painted on the door of St. Peter's Church in Bramshaw in November. Reverend David Bacon, the vicar at St. Peter's, said, quote, People are concerned. I've been here 15 years and seen a lot of stuff, but nothing like this. It could just be kids, but I don't think it is, given the context. A Hampshire police spokesman added, quote, Targeted patrols of the area and the new forest will continue, unquote. Don't stab sheep. That's Don't not cool. Don't kill farm animals. For one, they ain't doing no wrong, nobody wrong. They're, yeah. they're fucking farm animals. And additionally, they're probably someone's... I mean, someone probably uses them for something. They probably yeah. care about them. Sheep don't generally get... They're normally just used for their wool. They're not... I mean, sometimes people change them into food, but not usually. Yeah. So but regardless, I mean, can you not go around stabbing sheep? They're yeah. just doing their like sheep business. Just sheeping around. It's just it's just rude. It's just rude. I just don't really like people that like kill animals in general. Uh depending upon the purpose, I can see how that wouldn't be so big of a deal. Um killing animals because you have to eat. Yes, well that's, that's different. Fine. Killing Hunting animals because for like the good pain. of their herd and stuff because you know they if you don't you know thin out the herd a little bit it's gonna they're all gonna suffer yeah 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 but I mean I it doesn't seem to me like there was anything useful about the killing of these sheep no no and especially with their like jank ass satanic symbols that they put on them mm -hmm. it's just like yeah I can see him like oh look here's a broken pitchfork let's put it by there. <laughs> Make a cross out of hay. Yeah. Make it upside down, man. Fucking jerk-offs. <sighs> what dicks. I don't... I feel like these weren't Satanists. Probably not. The thing which we've discussed before about Satanists right. is that they don't do, like, culty Satanist shit. Yeah, like, so I don't think it was Satanists, and I don't think it was, like, culty people either. I feel like these were just 
fucking assholes. Yeah, most of the cults out there are Christian cults. Yes. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Right? Those wacky Abrahamic religions and their tomfoolery. I mean, it doesn't make them any less scary, but... No, like, not at all. It makes yeah. them more scary because yes, they... sometimes. Christians can be a scary bunch. Uh, Yes. Well, why don't you tell us about your house, Joanna? Okay, so some things have happened at the house over the course of my almost year living there. Now, how old is this house? This house was built in 1928. 1928, so it's 90, 91 years old? No, 93 years old? It's 93 years old. 93 years old. That is an old-ass house. It is a very old-ass house. So lots of history at that house, and I wouldn't know a whole lot about it except for, like, the previous people who lived there were uh, kind of degenerates who, like, left a bunch of their crap behind. Everything broke, and they took all the stuff that Everything worked. broke. They took all the stuff that worked and then left everything that was broken behind and, yeah, a bunch of garbage and just random shit, too. Just fucking... They were just pieces of shit, let me tell you. So... About the time that I'm staying here, so after we drove down there and met the moving truck and unloaded, and then I flew back here with the girls to drive my car down, and I left Jarek behind at the house. First instance was when he was, like, alone at the house. I'm I'm up here chilling, getting stuff loosened, wrapped up, and he is down there by himself. He told me he came out at, like, four in the morning because I think he had forgotten that it was, like, garbage day and he suddenly remembered he was up playing video games yeah he went out like four in the morning to take the garbage out to the alleyway because we have an alley behind our house so there's like street side and then out back is the alley side and now by alley you mean sort of king of the hill alley yeah not like like living in the city alley no but it's like an actual like alleyway that runs several blocks down it's fun to take on walks. Sometimes I go like the alley side because it's really interesting. You get a whole different perspective of the other people's houses on the back side of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like most, a lot of the neighborhoods have alleyways, but they don't, you know, run the same as the streets. Like some, some of them will end. Some places don't have a back alley, but we do. We have one. And he was taking the garbage to it and it was like four in the morning. And suddenly, like as he's getting to the, getting the cans uh, on the other side of the fence into the alley. He smells perfume like out of nowhere, but there's nobody around, but he smells this really heavy scent of woman's perfume. And then the neighbor's dogs that live across the alley from us suddenly started going crazy right at the same time. He smelled this woman's perfume, but again, saw no one. He also experienced, on a few occasions, cold spots in the house. Now, this is the house that has no functional air conditioning. Single-pane windows. Single-pane windows, and uh, Kansas gets hot as fuck in the summertime, so... And this was the summertime. It was the summertime, yes. There's no cold spots in a house with no AC with single-pane windows in the summertime anywhere, really. Yeah. But he he told me when I got back there that he felt cold spots in the house randomly. Now, another thing that happens is, remember how my house in Woodenville was a little bit haunted with the whole, like, light twitching thing? Yeah. Like, the strobe light in the bathroom thing? Yeah, yeah. That happens in the bathroom of this house, too. Oh, except lovely. not quite as bad. It's just one light. And the lights in my bedroom have flickered on and off, too, for random reasons. 
Now I was in the bathroom and telling Scarlett about it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's haunted just like our last one. And she's like, it's not haunted here. And the second she said it, one of the three lights in the bathroom started flickering, like, immediately, uh, like, in response to her saying it wasn't haunted. Like, you don't know shit, you punk-ass kid. Yeah, also, there's the random things with the electronics, how things have just, like, died randomly. Yeah, that's weird with the, with, with the laptop. The laptop, the television. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, and TV. you know that thing that Scarlett's phone is doing where it just types on its own and yep. seems like it's possessed? That wasn't the first phone that happened to. It happened to her last phone in the house. Yeah, that's wild, because her, her last phone was an Android, too, wasn't it? No, her last phone, this she had an Android, but then she had an iPhone. It was the iPhone before she had the Android in between the two iPhones. Oh, I see. But it was, yeah, it was, like, just randomly, like, typing and going crazy. And it seemed like it did it more in the living room than it did in the other part of the house, even though it would do it at all times. It really would go nuts in the living room. And same with the newer iPhone going crazy. You know, I know that there's a way that you can find out history about houses. I'm not exactly sure how, but I know that you can get information on the past people that have been in houses somehow you should i was look feeling into like it would be a great website to like build would be like just find the lowdown on all like the house so you just type your address in and if anything like crazy and weird has happened there it's going to be like in this database maybe there is one that we just don't know about probably i haven't investigated it too hard now Here's like this was just kind of kind of some of the general stuff. Now, here's the weirdest experience I have had in the house. It was in the bathroom. A lot of stuff seems to be centered around the bathroom, the flickering lights. And then there have been two different instances where I've been in the bathroom and have heard things. So the first time we've been there maybe like a week and I'm taking, I'm finally getting in and soaking in a hot bath because, you know, we've been moving shit all over the place. You know, I'm just sitting in alone in the bathtub trying to relax. Now I'm sitting up and all of a sudden the curtain starts moving like it starts rippling, but like really, um, like purposefully rippling. Like it's it's just moving on its own, and and I hear this breathing sound, like heavy breathing. Well, that's that's not disconcerting at all. It was so loud. I mean, it was just like <sighs> like John Goodman. Yeah, like someone is John Goodmaning, like right into my fucking ear. And meanwhile. Like the, I, you know, I had the curtain, I had the curtains drawn all the way around the bathtub because we only have the one bathroom. So we have kind of an open door policy. So it's like, if you're going to have a bath or a shower, you have the curtain completely shut. So whatever somebody really needs, if they can't wait, they have to come in and they can do their business. Yeah. Hopefully they're not, hopefully not taking a shit. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just a Number two's wait. Number one's. Yes. Yes. But. Yeah, the curtains are rippling. I'm just sitting in this tub, and the curtains are rippling, and I'm hearing this really heavy breathing. And I thought that one of my kids had snuck in there and was, like, playing a joke on me. Like, they were outside. They were on the other side of the curtain right, pranking me. Right, just being me. a dick. Yeah. And so I reach for the curtain, and I push it back, like, real fast. Like, because like, I was going to be like, what are you doing? You know? Him. Yeah, I was going to catch him. Be like, what are you doing? 
So I totally expected to see one of my kids like crouch down on the other side of the bathtub, like, like, ha ha ha. No one was there. Not a fucking soul. Not well, a fucking soul. Maybe a soul. Maybe. But it was really weird. I I mean, I kind of like, like, wait, what? Like, as soon as I drew the curtain back, like, aha, gotcha. And it's like, yeah. no one is fucking there. And it was like, whoa, wait a second. That's What the super, fuck is going on? That's super weird. It was super weird. I even got up and got out of the tub. And kind of, you know, like, looked in the kitchen and my daughter Olivia's room also. So the ki- it's off the kitchen, the bathroom, because I guess in 1928, they were just like, hey, why don't we do it that way? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> and then her bedroom also connects to the bathroom. And so I open, like, both doors and look out and no one is anywhere. But no sleep paralysis or anything like that yet? I have not had any sleep paralysis or anything like that. Now, fast forward like a couple weeks, I'm in having a bath again. This time I hear crying, like kind of a crying moaning sound. I thought it was Olivia's room. I thought maybe she had some sort of like online altercation with one of her friends or something like that. And she was like on her bed crying. And so I get up out of the tub. And I open up the door to her room and I look in and she is like sound asleep. Not moving at all. <laughs> Not crying. Not crying. So again, it's like, what is going on here? Like I I have one of my favorite things to do to relax is to take long, hot baths. And I have to tell you, I have probably taken less baths since I moved to this house than ever before in my life because after those first two experiences i'm just kind of like what the fuck is going on here yeah yeah i would take fewer baths as well if i took baths to begin with yeah i mean there was the whole weird breathing thing like i mean it literally sounded like someone was right behind me breathing to the point where i thought it was just somebody on the other side of the curtain and then the weird like crying and moaning like i thought she was like either got in a fight with someone or she was like sick, like doubled over with like stomach pains or something. And then I opened up her door and it's dark and she's like fast asleep. Yeah. And that kid sleeps too. I mean, that yeah. kid sleeps dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So those are, that's my weird. Yeah. Uh, story of stuff happening in my house. I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've had lots of places where lights flickered and, and kind of random stuff happened. The perfume and the whole like things that Jarek experienced, but yeah, the breathing and the crying is thing is something that kind of bothers me still. Like I just, I, mean, I don't know what that's about. As far as their perfume is concerned, like the dogs barking, I can see them barking because Jarek just walked up. Yeah, and they're like, "Fucking, there's a person. I'm gonna bark at that person." Where the perfume came from, I don't know if there's other garbage cans there, and maybe it just like someone threw some away or something, but. That's uh, that's some wild shit. And like the lights flickering, like oh, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. There's there's things. I mean, it's an old house, so yeah. But I mean, that's uh, the 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 crying and the the breathing and the rippling and stuff. That's pretty wacky. Well, keep us uh, updated about that whole 
deal. I will. I will. I mean, maybe definitely... just like send me an email or a text message or something, so you don't you're not actually talking about it there. Or... Yeah, because I thought that was kind of weird because I was telling Scarlett about what had happened in the bath with the like the heavy breathing and then the crying. Yeah, and. So I was talking, you know, and then I'm like, and the lights flicker, like, at the old house. And, and that's when she was like, this house isn't haunted. And immediately and you, just started see, flickering. That's, that's a really, I mean, that's a, str- if that was a coincidence, that's a really fucking weird coincidence. Yeah. And it was kind of like, whoa. Like, I was like, don't say that here. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to anger it. Yeah. <laughs> well, may, I'll, I've, I, you know, I grew sage this summer. And so I'll send you home with a, a thing of dried sage. And, you know, if you need to, open your windows and smudge your house because apparently that's supposed to help yeah i actually have a i bought a two set and i did one smudging like but that was outdoors when we were doing our um you know our uh solstice yeah yeah ceremony we did some sage smudging but yeah i i have some at home i just need to to start going around there i always feel like i need to like have it all clean first and then that doesn't happen yeah well it doesn't but i suppose you can just sage your house anytime yeah yeah just open the windows so if there's anything in there it can it can get out yeah but yeah that's um that's just the kind of the goings on that have been happening in my house it's it's a little weird and creepy yeah it's real weird and creepy i don't know why it has to be the fucking bathroom that's haunted but you know there you go bathroom Well, I think that's pretty much all we got for you today. It's another short one, but again, it's the summertime, and as we told you before, Joanna's had a hectic time down here, and oh man, so it's been it's been sort of a madhouse around here. But uh, we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, as usual, you can find us you can find us at any of the social media sites we're at. Just look for Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. You can join our Patreon at a one dollar, two dollar, and five dollar levels. At the $1 level, we'll give you a crisp high five if we ever see you. At the $2 level, you will get ad-free episodes. And at the $5 level, you will get a bonus true crime episode. You can check out the podcast syndicate we are a part of, Age of Radio. They're at ageofradio.org. You can find our page at ageofradio.org slash stranger than. You can find tons of podcasts there of all different varieties. And then if you want to listen to us off a web based podcast you know you can or a web-based thing that you can listen to our podcast there as well and i think uh i think with that we will talk to you next time and stay strange